buddy. Hi, guys. Well, from gorgeous and warmer ever Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan, uh, we're going to be talking about heaven and hell, the carrot and the stick. Yeah. What makes the Christians tick? <laughs> it's 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 the setup that makes it all work. And uh, <laughs> for Mormons did it entirely wrong. Mm. Boy, they but made it complicated. So that just goes did. to show that maybe you don't need it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to see if you need heaven and hell uh, to be a good Christian slash anything. I don't Person. know. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Um, I've got just a hell of a story to start us off with. Oh, good. Um, this... <laughs> <laughs> has to do with the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops and uh, <laughs> and the National Suicide Hotline. Oh, oh, oh okay. dear. And um, I don't know. I'm going to let you guess. Do you think they supported the National Suicide Hotline or do you think they actively worked <laughs> in the background behind the scenes to undermine it and try to defeat it? Because it was uh, an act of it was an act of Congress that, that established it. I feel like we have to go with. <laughs> Here's the thing: Catholicism has, since time immemorial, been foursquare. Uh, if you commit suicide, you go to hell. So they're yeah. against suicide. Right. This seems like a no-brainer. Catholics, totally. But you're you're bringing it like... up, so it's very obviously <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> That is ding, 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 ding. That is correct, Dan. Um, you get the prize. Wow. Um, yeah, they uh, they opposed it um, when it was being... <laughs> uh, wow. When the bill was being passed to establish it and provide funding and all of that kind of stuff. Um, well, because the hotline also provided resources to lgbtq plus people right of course of course so they Look, were like well I we mean, don't think anybody should commit suicide but maybe the queer kids <laughs> i'm I, on the fence about the gay kids i let, don't know let me tell you dan yeah this article uh actually talks to actually um a um a professor of theology at catholic university of america by the name of david cloutier um and he his take on why why they would oppose this and why lgbtq uh you know pre suicide prevention being included in the bill <laughs> why that would be a problem for catholic priests he says the language lgbtq conflates a set of categories that are different in kind they are all different things the very yes. language isn't clear about what is included and what isn't included <laughs> i think the vagueness <laughs> that is generated by the term leads the bishops to be wary about the ability of the law to make various kinds of distinctions that the bishops would want to be made oh. such as you were just saying which ones should actually kill themselves <laughs> Right, like maybe the oh we f we're okay with the gays and lesbians, but those those and I hate those, to say that for the sake of a joke, but oh those trans kids, yeah, yeah. we can let. But those you go. know that's what they're thinking. Oh my God, it's like if you need here's the thing, if you need any parsing 
about oh. which group shouldn't should or shouldn't themselves. be included in yeah. the we don't want you to kill yourself group. <laughs> You've got a problem. You are fucked up. Yeah. Like that is about as bad. Like that. <laughs> they are telling on themselves in oh, yeah. the worst way. The worst possible way. They are admitting way. to being genuinely awful people. Yeah. And certainly no followers of Jesus. Yeah. Because I got to think, I've read a lot of the New Testament. That dude... You know, this is the this is the same guy that like you know washes the feet of the unbeliever and you know, is is extolling the virtues of the Samaritan who actually mm -hmm. does something nice. Which you know, there's there's a little bit of a backhanded compliment. Like you guys, even a Samaritan can do a nice thing. I I'm as surprised <laughs> as you are. I know, <laughs> but I gotta think that like Jesus would be like, you probably help everybody not kill themselves probably that's your the right choice yeah that's amazing <laughs> well you know we want we want to help people in crisis but right. you know maybe not the over there yeah maybe, and in, in case you're wondering it passed there good. is a, a toll-free national suicide hotline yes so and so, yes if you're gay or trans and you're having a tough time you can call <laughs> we are we are actually recording this on international trans awareness visual vis visibility. I don't know what I don't know the official name of the day, but oh. happy trans day for everybody and fantastic. And yes. To all of our trans listeners, we love you, we see you, we value you. I just want to put that out there. That's that's wonderful, Dan. Also, if you're struggling, Frank, yeah. say the number. What is the number? The number for the National Suicide uh, Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. So if you're in the U.S., give that a call. They literally get the help you need. If you yeah, are feel in crisis, that's fine. You're allowed to be in crisis, but get the help you need. You're not doing something wrong by getting some help. So, great. Uh, I'm going to uh, to move to... Apparently, okay, so there's a thing that's been happening for a minute in the U.S. that I was not aware of, which is that Christians are catching on to uh, their, old, their own history a little bit. Um, oh? The word crusade, when you talk in Christian terms, <laughs> has people are apparently shocked to learn a very negative side to it. Like <laughs> the Crusades themselves were the most were violently horrific and yeah. were were all about like, hey, wanna join the Christian church? No? Guess we gotta kill you then, or torture you until you say you do, and then kill you. Right. Anyway, a lot of horrific stuff. Apparently nobody knew that before, you know, <laughs> this century. Because an alarming number of Christian organizations used that word. Uh, there mm, was yeah. apparently a Christian organization called Campus Crusade for Christ, which oh, yeah, yeah. in the year 2011 apparently changed their name to Crew, which does that <laughs> help? It's C-R-U. It still stands for Crusade. Maybe yeah. it's a, for a grand crew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but a 
apparently another thing that that is now being taken care of but should have been known before is that a lot of places a lot of christian colleges had their mascot be the crusaders oh what are you doing yeah so, so like apparently wheaton college in illinois valparaiso university and now uh, both of them have changed their mascots and now the latest to join them is evangel university evangel Ev evangel i don't know how you say that word if you're not going to complete it but <laughs> evangel university in missouri uh -huh. is now finally doffing the name with Crusaders as their mascot. Any idea what they're changing them to? Uh, let's see. One of them, Wheaton changed to the to the Wheaton College Thunder, which oh, is boring. fine. I don't know. Ah, uh, boring. Um, and I think I think that uh, that Evangel is still on the hunt. For their oh, we should send them some ideas. <laughs> Let's just email them. Yeah, help them how out. About, you know, how about the uh, the hateful pricks? No, that's, <laughs> it's clunky. It's clunky. I admit that. How about the jerks, the marauders, how, the the, uh, the, uh, the intruders? Yeah, the, the barbarians. Um, how about the, the barbarians? Bar <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll work. Oh, Dan. Yeah. Here's some happy news. Let's do oh, some happy news. I like happy news. What? Yeah, well, we never we never get to do those. You know, um, when it has to do with polling in the United States and general and sort of gathering a sense of sort of the general pub uh, public's uh, religiosity, uh -huh. it's it's been good news more yeah. or less lately. Yeah. Um, and the it's still good news. Uh, okay. But some new numbers are out for 2020, um, where for the very first time. U.S. church membership has fallen below majority. <laughs> Can you believe it? 40 down to 47% of Americans saying that they belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. That is down wow. from 50% in 2018 and down from 70% in 1999. Wow. Um, that, that is impressive. You know, it's one of those things where... That obviously doesn't mean that that same number is atheist now oh, yeah. or doesn't no. believe anymore. No, yeah, of course But not. I love the idea that that many people are no longer paying their tithing. Yeah, are no right? longer feeding that mm -hmm. the the beast. Absolutely, I think that's amazing. And hopefully, they're still giving and they're giving to causes that they um, believe in. Right. Um, right. I I work with somebody who used to be well kind of still is mormon but he doesn't pay his tithing anymore and we were just uh talking the other day and he's like yeah i give to what i want to and i just like that is that's exactly the right attitude so he's yeah. still taking that percentage of his income that he was used to giving and now he's giving it to charity so i love that yeah just wonderful right yeah um let's see um now this is interesting because we're i think when i think about America falling away from religious practice, I think that it's a generational thing, right? Mm. This is my perception of it. I'm like, it is. this is a rise of new generations. 
younger people who and who uh, believe at lower percentages and that are practicing at lower percentages than you know older generations. And that is true. the The younger generations, like the um, millennials, um, in uh, let's see, in two thousand. Uh, in the period between 2008, 2010, which is how this is sort of structured, uh, mm. 51% said that they were, that they believed, or I'm sorry, that they belonged to a church. Okay. Um, and that number is down to 36%. Woo! But, uh, in Gen X, it was 57%. Now it's down to 50% over the same period of time. But what's interesting about this is that they are also looking at baby boomers and that group of people that are born before 1946, which they're calling traditionalists, which I've never <laughs> heard that term. I've heard uh, sort of greatest generation, generation or silent generation um, sure. being used to describe them. Um, all of these age groups are seeing a downward trend. Um, they're, they're getting wise, yeah. Frank. Baby boomers. Uh, went from sixty three percent down to fifty eight percent over that same period. Yeah, that's because you can't you can't make baby boomers give their money to anybody. <laughs> and they're getting wise to the whole church scam. Yeah, probably. Right. Um, and then the traditionalists, as they're being called here, uh, down from seventy three percent to sixty six percent. What? Which is a drop of um, well. Over the period between, because they they have numbers going back to um, 1998 to 2000, where they it was 77 percent belonged to a church in that group, and so it's down 11 percent over two decades. What what this says to me is that the social stigma of not going to church, yeah is gone yeah no or that's, or, that's or is leaving you yeah. know maybe in parts of the deep south here in utah sure like, there are places where it's still very pre- prevalent but overall it's eroding yeah and it's eroding fast yeah and, and i am here for it well it says to me that there were always a lot of people who went to church for just the social aspect or just just because they felt the pressure to yeah. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, and then there's other some other demographic breakdowns, if we want to just take a minute to go through those too. Um, now, all of these, it's a 20-year period. So basically, we can say nine, 1999 to 2019, right? Okay. So we can look at these two different sets of numbers. Um, so women, back 20 years ago, belonged to churches at 73%, and that has dropped down to 53%. Um, men, it was 64% down to 46%, but that's only a drop of 18%. So go women, you're losing it quicker. Um, and then you're saving us (laughs) still though, uh, belonging to churches at a higher rate than men, but it's tapering off at a a faster rate. Um, now this one blew my fucking mind. Um, college graduates, um, went from 68% belonging to a church. 60, or, wow, yeah. Okay, back in 99. Yeah. College, non-college graduates were at 69%, so basically the same. Right. Okay, now 
watch this or get this. This is unbelievable. Um, college graduates dropped to 54%. That's a 14% drop. Non-college graduates drop to 47%, which is a 22% drop. Oh, my God. Which, what are they teaching in these colleges? Faith, apparently. Apparently. Like, like that's amazing. There's a lower yeah. percentage of non-college graduated people in this country who belong to churches than college graduated. That's or college crazy. educated, right? Like that's absolutely nuts. Uh, Non-married folks will not surprise you. Lower percentage by a, a long shot uh, versus married people. Yeah. These churches usually traditionally do a really poor job after a certain age of involving yeah. singles. They make you feel more more and more isolated. Yeah, so as, that as makes you go a lot on. of sense. Democrats, um, 46% currently belong to churches, 56 or 65% of Republicans currently do. Yeah, okay. Um, but still 65 is low. For Republicans, that's low. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's all effing crazy. Because the GOP is basically the party of <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. the, that, like, that's God, guns, and... and something else yeah. another g word and then there's sort of some regional numbers um in the west only 38 percent um of uh people will belong to churches whoa uh, in the south it's 58 percent currently yeah. midwest 54 percent that doesn't surprise me that those are really similar right. east the eastern part of the country 44 percent. so the west is the lowest um, wow. but it's dropping off the quickest in the east um so yeah, some very okay. very interesting numbers. I always find this fascinating to kind of yeah. dig into, but it's looking good. Everybody, keep it up. Whatever you guys lines, are doing the, out there, keep it yeah. up. The trend lines are going our way. That's good. <laughs> all right, uh, I, but unfortunately, not all the things can be good. Oh, so, Dan. Well, uh, way to look, bring the show down, Dan. Hey, we just had the vernal equinox, oh, yeah. uh, which which happy ostara to all of the pagans out there and i'm about to insult you because i think paganism's dumb just like other religions but <laughs> here's the thing paganism uh is a religion and as you know in a in a country where everybody's allowed to have your religion you know it, as such it is it's it's protected mm. you're you're allowed to have that religion here sure. in these united states yeah but apparently not so much uh if you work at Panera, uh, the the, the oh, baking company, yeah. the, the baking chain, the bread chain company like in sandwich in, salad sandwich place that thinks they that touts their bread, right? Isn't that yes. what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you a, go, you, the, you order at a counter, they bring your food out, type place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got a tray. I think a yeah. tray is involved. We don't have them here, so I, th I think we do. I, don't I think know we, that do. we do. My parents love Panera. It used to be whenever I f would go home on the way home from the airport because they were in Tulsa. So they were really excited that they got to go to Panera and they thought I would be happy to go to Panera. I got to tell you guys, I wasn't too happy to go to Panera. Oh, it's just sandwiches. I mean, it's not bad. It wasn't it's, bad. It wasn't bad. It's, it's just, not, it's just it nothing to get like it didn't excited match about their level of excitement. That's yeah. that's my thing. They were okay. just so excited to go to Panera. Oh, we're going to Panera. Well, you can get an I, apple, they would tell me. You can get an apple as a side. <laughs> they do nothing. This place, they're just giving you an apple? At least slice it or something. 
Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> I'm just imagining your parents so excited about this apple option that they've, that they've discovered. No, you will not believe what you could just get an apple. You could get an you apple. You could just have that. All right. Well, listen. Uh, Tammy McCoy, uh, who worked, she, she worked at a Panera uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, mm. and apparently. Everything was going along just fine until one day on a break, one of her managers decided to ask her what her religion was, uh, which if you're a manager, don't, don't, don't ever ask that. Don't do yeah. that uh, at, in the workplace. That's a wrong thing to do. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but McCoy, Tammy said, I'm a pagan, which was apparently the wrong answer, uh, decidedly so. And her her managers decided to let her know that by telling her that she was going to hell. And then the other one sort of vociferously agreeing. And that's when <laughs> the shit started. Uh, apparently her hours were cut. No. Uh, and when she asked why, she was informed that she needed to find God. <laughs> we, so we're giving you some time to do yeah, that. Yeah, you, we cut your hours so you have some more time when, to go when find you, God. And literally, they said, like, you know, when you find Jesus, you'll be able to go back to your regular schedule. Like, what <laughs> the fuck? Uh, and that, like, Panera, and was there was apparently more corporate uh, policy, or was this like when corporate found out? Uh, oh. <laughs> She went to the corporate. She went to uh -huh. corporate HR to uh, to say, "Hey, maybe not this." Didn't get a word back. Oh no! She apparently asked. She just requested to be transferred to a different store, and apparently the district manager was like, "Ah, no, we're probably going to fire you anyway." Oh no! So she's suing, which Good. is the right thing to do. Yeah, uh, get some of that Apple money. Get get all the apples from that store. You, madam, are going to own their orchard. <laughs> I hope so. I so anyway, really yeah, she's so. suing under, under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. Good. Uh, and hopefully, I, I mean, I wish her all the luck in the world. I don't support, I don't think paganism's anything special. I think it's pretty no, stupid. No, but people have a right. But if you are a at pagan. At the workplace. Nobody gets to, to say not, you can't work. Nobody yeah. gets to say uh, you. We're gonna rob you of your, your livelihood. Yeah, no way. No, <laughs> that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Apparently, oh. she's uh, she's being represented in part by the Lady Liberty League, which was founded in the '80s to defend people against the Satanic Panic. Uh, back when pagans were regularly uh, accused of. Well, during the Satanic Panic, people were accused of horrible things, and usually it was uh, child molestation, and usually right. they implanted memories into children. But that's a oh whole, it's a whole other kettle of worms. So yeah, wow. We'll talk about that some other time. Brutal. Okay. Yeah. Dan, mm. over there in Arkansas, nice uh -oh. Arkansas. We've, I... we've we've been to Arkansas. Arkansas is a, a beautiful place. We had fun um, times. Their uh, governor, Asa Hutchinson, <laughs> um, oh, he... It's uh, a good biblical name. Yeah. Signed into law 
legislation this last week he signed it into law uh legislation that allows doctors to refuse to treat someone because of religious or moral objections yeah um now of course this is not a good thing no this is um, a terrible because stupid here's some scenarios that opponents came up with that would be completely plausible uh and legitimate scenarios um so for example let's say a transgender patient was needing inpatient care for an infection but right. the healthcare workers um were uncomfortable with the hormone treatments that that person requires and right. making sure that that's getting to them right so what now they can just deny um somebody their hormones because right. they don't like the person and and who they are they don't um, agree with that person religiously agree actual um, identity what about grief counseling for a same-sex couple right who yeah. may have just gone through something but ooh, that grief counselor is a good christian and just feels uncomfortable going over and helping them out um it could be used the law could also be used to refuse uh to fill prescriptions for birth control yeah. you know that that's real cool um yeah. the governor had this to say um i support this right of conscience so long as emergency care is exempted and conscience uh um objection cannot be used to deny general health service to any class of people yeah. Um, you most just signed a law that can deny general health service to classes of people. Now get this. That's literally what you just signed. Now get this. He goes on. He says, most importantly, the federal laws that prohibit discrimination on the basis of race, sex, gender, and national origin continue to apply to the delivery <laughs> of health care services. So wait. So wait. I, I'm not. I don't know enough about legal stuff here. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, I, like if the federal law is providing appropriate protections, then, then why does this matter? Why does this matter? Yeah, did they just pass an illegal law that's just going to have to now go hit the oh, courts let me and tell be, you, go? That go sounds exactly like what they did. This is one of this is probably one of those little test balloon things to try yeah. to see what legal havoc they can cause to run up to the Supreme Court. Um, the, um, the, I mean, this is, it was not popular except among, and this, this has, this right here has to change. How do legislatures end up with crazy numbers of rabid, hateful Republicans who will pass these kind of laws when the general population is kind of just like, I don't care. And on top of it, things like the state chamber, chamber of commerce, which chambers of commerce are usually very conservative organizations, right. um, oppose, opposed the measure saying that it sends the wrong message about Arkansas, right? They, they're pro business. They understand it. They get it. The best thing you can do is just have an open society, be welcoming, get the best recruits for your companies, yeah. right? And just don't care about these these dumb issues. Yeah. That, that by and large, Americans don't care about these issues, right? Americans are they, just like uh, they're just like just 
Yeah, give them health care. The care. vast Why majority of Americans support get, like the mandating that everybody gets good care. Yes. Like that's it's insane. It's insane. They're just like literally the Christianity of America has gone off its nut. Yeah. It is insane. And it's the thing is, and you know what? Like I know that the Christianity that American Christianity right now is really damaging and harmful to a lot of people, but I kind of don't want them to change. I want them to keep alienating people. I want them to keep being, I I don't want them to keep being dicks because people get hurt. But the fact of the matter is they're revealing to everyone who they really are. Yeah. And and, and people are looking at it and they're saying, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah, because everybody keeps getting a gay kid or a yeah. gay nephew or a trans uncle or a whatever. Yeah. Right. And suddenly they, they're dealing with like a good person in their lives who happens to be what is being demonized. And yep. it's just and like, you know, it, it, it's going to ruin them. It's ruining them. You talked about the, the numbers. Yeah. Well, finally... I'm going to I'm going to talk about a a Christian school uh that has made an apology. Oh. Thank God. At Lee University there in in Tennessee oh. uh has 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 issued some some very strongly worded apologetic statements. Uh they are not in the correct direction. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately. So uh, what seems to have happened is that the head of a group called Center of Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender in Iowa, uh, a, a man delightfully named Dr. Preston Sprinkle, which I think <laughs> you can't get a better name than that. Literally, when I was choosing my stories, I was like, well, this has to be a story because it has the name Dr. Sprinkle in it. And <laughs> here's the thing. Dr. Sprinkle is apparently is Christian and you know very much very committed to to his faith. But his talk at Lee University included the idea that maybe it's okay to be kind to LGBTQ people. Maybe <laughs> compassion maybe, just maybe even if you don't believe that what they're doing is right. Mm. Maybe compassion for them is okay. Compassion. That's what I feel like I need from Christians. Is <laughs> compassion. It's a start. <laughs> it's it's something. It's not nothing. It's not hatred. Anywho. <laughs> it's not compassion that's not like like if you're actually like hurting. Right. Like if you're right. actually in a bad place, compassion is a, absolutely the right thing and wonderful. Right. But if you're perfectly fine, right, <laughs> and your Christian neighbor comes around and is like being all compassionate, <laughs> I would just be like, fuck you. Please, please go away now. I get that. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Anyway, what he was doing was not preaching apparently the appropriate amount of hatred oh, no. uh, because Lee flipped the fuck out. 
the uh, <laughs> this is a Pentecostal uh, university, oh, uh, God. affiliated university, and apparently, like they had to release some statements. <laughs> Things like, uh, let's see, this is, um, uh, this <laughs> is from some wh who is this? The board. We're anyway. terribly. So we apologize profusely. This is the press release. Here we go. During we his presentation. Okay. He, meaning Sprinkle, addressed sexual orientation and homosexuality in a manner that was contrary to scripture, i.e. Oh. we don't hate them enough. Right. Uh, church of God, uh, contrary to scripture, Church of God doctrine and teachings. Uh, the International Educa Executive Committee has shared directly with their concerns with Dr. Mark Walker and the leaders of Lee University. Oh, yeah. Uh, they go on a little later to say, the beliefs and commitments of the Church of God are our non-negotiables and oh, should be yeah. clearly taught based upon the authority of Scripture. <laughs> we don't pick and choose at all. We are non-negotiable. Oh, my God. Uh, then Lee, that Mark Walker that they talked about, who's the president of the university, sent out a letter basically as an apology for it, uh, saying... Quote, Dr. Sprinkle's articulation of repentance was somewhat ambiguous. And I, af I affirm that Lee's position on repentance is that we have all sinned and come to God, come short of God's glory, et cetera, et cetera, yada, 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 until we consider chapel a sacred responsibility, so much so that on those occasions when our invited chapel speakers miss the mark, we want to bring better clarity and understanding. Oh, they're just doing their duty. Yeah, yeah they just need oh. to. They just need to do. They just need to make sure. Uh, I love this part, and this is this is the the best p kicker of it all. If I claim to truly love you, and I know that what you're entering into, the choices you're making, are going to bring hurt and harm and damage to your life, but I don't warn you or tell you I don't really love you oh god it's love Frank he's loving you uh, then don't love I, me I yeah please <laughs> please let's, let's go back to that hate me. thing because the hate sounded a little bit better <laughs> yeah it's also indistinguishable from your love your love <laughs> and your hate are literally oh, indistinguishable the, the Venn diagram of oh, actions amazing. you take when you love a gay person and actions you take when you hate a gay person are a circle <laughs> it is it's so it oh my god yeah the the that whole line of reasoning, uh, listen, if anybody ever feeds you that, you can go ahead and tell them there's not a, an LGBTQ person in this country who doesn't already know your take on it. So <laughs> you don't have to say a word to them. They Sweet. already know. They know your take better than you know your take. Uh. Just You can just be nice to them and not warn them about a damn thing because they already know the warning. They yeah. already know, and they're still choosing to honor what's real to them. Sorry. Isn't that amazing that they that they think that we don't know? Right. The, 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 the stupid, you know, 
shit they're trying to, to, to sell us or convince us of. It's like, yeah. no, no, oh, no. We know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want like, it. Like, they think they're going to they're gonna be like, you know that you can't get to heaven without Jesus, right? And the person that they're talking to is going to go, wait, what? <laughs> what? What are you saying to me right now? Tell me everything. I know none of this. What is happening? I am shocked. Sign me up. Yeah, whatever it is right, you're selling. Exactly. Oh my whatever God. it is, I need that heaven. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Yeah. Uh, it, but before you know, before we move on, if you guys have anything you'd like to say about this or any of the stories we've covered, please feel free to write into us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Now's the time in the show where we like to listen to a little clippy yeah, of some when, asshole when, religious person. When we allow some total dickhead to have their say and then we make fun of them. And this dickhead, today's dickhead, <laughs> Uh, is a guy named Robin Bullock who looks like, he, I can't, I don't know how to describe him. He's in a leather jacket, so you know he's cool. Mm. Uh, and he's got long hair, so mm. you know he's rebellious. Yeah. But his long hair is like, I don't even know how to describe He's got bangs and the rest is swept back. It's kind of a Karen look, really. <laughs> uh, he looks so, like the nurse on uh, ER, the first season of ER. If that's you took the... motorcycle Karen, threw a beard on her, that's what you, that's just let that be the visual, okay. whatever you yeah. just came up with. Okay. That's your visual. And, uh, and motorcycle Karen has something to say about, she's going to give us a lesson on, uh, on history. We'll just leave it at that. But what the odds of March is, it's the middle of the month. It's the middle of March. It's the 15th of March. That's the Ides of March. And on that day, the most famous thing that happened on the Ides of March is Julius Caesar was killed. The military took him down on the Ides of March. And on March 15th, on the Ides of March, this is when it coincides with us. And if you'll notice, after the Ides of March on the 15th, when Joe Biden started up those steps, this was five days, I think, later. It was five days after the Ides of March. I believe it was. Right after that came, because that time filled a time. It filled one of those squares. What is the Ides of March? Did you know on the 15th of March it was there that Hitler uh, told the leader of Czechoslovakia, we're invading you. And right after that meeting, it had such an impact, the man had a heart attack and died. So on the Ides of March. Now the Ides of March is the 74th day of, of um, the Roman calendar. And it coincides with the 15th day of, of March here. Now, it was marked by several religious services and it was notable for the Romans, listen to this, as a deadline date.
or settling affairs or settling debts. It was the day for settling debts on the Ides of March. Finalities came on the Ides of March. And it's like we were talking that day. On the 15th of March, it filled a time that is famous. There's a lot of things happened. You can look up what's happened on the, on the 15th of March. But it was when that came in the earth and the military took Julius Caesar's power from him. He was a tyrant. He was a tyrant. And I believe, just like you and I were talking about, I believe on the 15th of March, a power came into the earth to remove tyrants from their seats of authority. And a few days after that, you saw Biden fall trying to get up to Air Force One, and he couldn't get up there. He finally had to just grab each side and run. The first time, it was a little stumble. The second one was a bigger stumble. And the third one, he fell all the way down. He's finished. He's done. Oh, my God. The amount of hay that people are trying to make from an old man tripping as he went up the stairs <laughs> has been amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he tripped three times, which is a little bit like, come on, man, get a grip. But he did have a grip. Did you see the grip he had on that handrail? Well, afterwards, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so stupid. He didn't go all the way down the thing. My to God, connect though. that, though... The, to the uh, killing fucking, of Julius Caesar. What the hell is this guy on about? It didn't even happen on the day. No. It didn't even happen on... And then a, only a few days later. <laughs> only 20 or 40 days after that. Who oh knows what'll happen? God. It's all related to the Ides of March. By the way, the, uh, the military, in, in my limited didn't, understanding, yes. uh, did not kill Julius no. Caesar. That was the Senate. Yes. It was senators who were worried about military control. Right. Because who Caesar. Were worried about, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, not even military, just tyrannical control. Caesar was the military. Was, what are you talking about? Okay. Okay. I know. Just, I'm, so I'm going to calm see. it down. Um, these are his, important historical events that happened on. Oh, uh, you did the same thing I did. Yeah. <laughs> that was first thing that I did was Google what happened. Uh, the first escalator was patented. Ooh. By. Uh, in, in New York City. That's that's fancy. Cool. Yeah. I've got Tsar Nicholas abdicating the throne in Russia. Oh. That's a M thing. Maine was admitted as the 23rd state of the Union <laughs> yes, in 1820. Yes, sure. Uh, LBJ called for, the, called for equal voting rights. Didn't apparently get it, but that was when he addressed a joint session of Congress. That's oh, good. Oh, wow. That's cool. I love the idea that also uh, Hitler had a conversation on that day <laughs> that was a, it's a big day you guys oh my god amazing yeah I mean, oh lord uh, and like this the, the problem is it's like even like just this bad like it's kind of feels like numerology or something yeah. along those lines right where yeah. it's just like this thing has significance right where it's like you guys should be rejecting that yeah. I would think as as Christians, like you're talking about like 
I mean, Rome was pagan. So like all of these like traditions that you're talking about being on March 15th, right? Yeah. You're like, playing, you're thinking of a soothsayer. Yeah. You're thinking of Shakespeare talking yeah. about a soothsayer being saying, beware the Ides of March. Yeah. That's the only reason you know that phrase <laughs> is because of William Shakespeare. Oh, and you no. just thought you'd just throw, oh my God, everybody's an idiot. Everybody's an idiot. Um, it also, not everybody. also, here's yeah. a good one. In 1897, uh, the first indoor fly casting tournament uh, took place <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That's a, wow. It is a, it is a red letter day. It's an day. auspicious day. It's a banner day <laughs> in, uh, in history. That March right. 15th. Inauspicious day. Oh, Lordy. Oh, All right. Well, you know who's not uh, an idiot is the people who have written and called into us. Mm. So uh, I think we should I think we should read and or hear them. Let's start with a with a with a voicemail, shall we? I think that sounds great, Dan. This first one that we want to have a little listen to is um, from a, uh, a a caller sharing a story about um, some some situations that he's run into in his working retail. Okay. Uh, in what sounds like a very religious place. <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey, Frank and Dan, this is Mark. I've called a couple times in the past. I just thought I'd share some of the cheap shots that religious people, uh, in particular Christians, have used um, uh, with me recently. I work retail and I'm by myself at the store usually. And uh, I've heard some funny ones. So I guess first off, I had a gentleman in here ask if we do missionary discounts. And I told him, I'm sorry, sir, we don't do missionary discounts. And he asked me sort of, uh, you know, surprised, do you not want blessings? Which I thought that was pretty funny because I didn't know missionaries had blessing powers. But, you know, whatever. Um, So there was that one. We also had a guy come in uh, to three of our stores in the area and buy products um, and proselytize. Uh, do you, how can I pray for you? Like, uh, do you know Jesus? Um, all to return all the items in the next day. Just basically as an excuse to talk to us about Jesus. So that was a fun one. And he basically wasted company resources and time. So that was awesome. I also had a guy order a product from us. Um, very, very cheap product. And he... <laughs> he uh, needed us to call him, basically, because he was on a request form. And he had a four-minute answering machine communicating the entire gospel and all of, uh, you know, the works of Jesus and why we need our, our souls saved, basically, and how we're a fallen people and how he used to be into drugs until he found the Lord God Almighty and, oh, it changed his life. And I'm just standing there, like, on the phone, just a retail guy, trying to call a customer who bought something from us, and I have to listen to his four-minute answering machine message, which very conveniently um, he didn't answer. So I thought you guys would like to hear it. Um, there are a couple other funny stories, but, you know, thought I'd keep it short and to the point. Have fun with it. See you guys. Bye. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, my God. Just shut up. Everybody, <laughs> I'm getting... Uh, now I now my my blood's boiling. I'm mad. <laughs> that is some. I'm glad Mormons are so passive aggressive because that is almost intolerable. Uh, that all of that bullshit. Just buying oh, something so as an excuse to proselytize and then returning it all. 
That's amazing. That makes you a liar. Yeah. You're just a liar. Yeah. You there's no way and there's listen. And oh that poor I mean I just like just holding somebody captive while you're sitting there like they they don't want to hear your nonsense. Oh, let me tell right? you something. Like I, you know what? Send me that guy's that guy's uh voicemail. Send me his phone number cuz <laughs> I am going to I am going to tell him no one will join your church if you make them listen to this. <laughs> Boring people into joining into your belief system is a bad idea. Yeah. Well, it just, uh. what it what it says to me is that the whatever way they stumbled into like religion, right? Uh it must be something similar, right? Like it must just be some weird chance happening where somebody said something and they're like, "Excuse me, what?" Right? Ah. Because like because like how why else would they think that these tactics work? No, that that's the thing. They don't. They don't first of all, A, I think a lot of these people are just trying something. They're, you know, they think they've got the bread. They're looking at the world and they're like, yeah, all the standard tactics don't work. I'm going to try something. I'm going to try it. I'm going to innovate. Knocking on doors. And, 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 yeah. Hmm. So I think, I think that's what's happening. And the other thing is, and this, this is evident every time you fucking go to a subway station and somebody's, you know, preaching Jehovah's Witness at you. They don't actually want to convert you. They don't actually want to convert anybody. All they want to do is bother you to show God that they're trying. <laughs> they just want to tick up points on their little registry card in heaven. Oh. Like every time they yell at a stranger, they get a little notch in their thing. <laughs> that's a fucked and that's up. That's all heaven. they're trying to do. They know for a fact they're not going to convert anybody from doing what they're doing, but. I, it counts. I think, no, I think these are especially sort of naive and socially yeah. just inept, right, yes. people. Um, yeah. And yeah, they just don't have a clue. But my favorite thing in there is you don't want blessings. You don't want from, from somebody who's like, nope. you don't give discounts. You don't want <laughs> blessings. It's like, although, oh. let me tell you something. If you're in the South, which I assume this has to be in the South. If you live in the American South, ask for the missionary discount <laughs> everywhere you go. You might as well get it too. If they're getting it, you might as well get it. There's a missionary discount. Clearly. Cause that guy <laughs> thought there was, there clearly is this, we, this like, is a secret code to get 10% off at anywhere that like feels guilty about their Christianity. Yeah. So, so especially if they're dicks to you or if they're, you know, if you go into a store and they're whatever, tell them you're a missionary and see if they'll give you a discount. It's <laughs> worth a shot. Worst they can say is no. Oh, golly. And, gee. Then, and then you can make them feel bad. You can say, don't you want blessings? And then, uh, and then you're paying it forward. Right. And I love that. <laughs> um, we had uh, somebody write into us. This is from Dan. It's a just a solid name. Uh, I imagine very handsome guy named Dan, who says, uh, Frank and Dan, I just discovered your podcast recently, and it is absolutely fantastic. I'm currently working my way through the past through your past episodes. Horrifying. We always are terrified when someone does that. Yeah. But uh, but I drive a lot, so I have plenty of time. Thank you for being a breath of fresh air in the news world. Mm. You guys are awesome. Oh, nice. So that's lovely. That's nice. 
Uh, thanks for that. Uh, and we have another voicemail, don't we? We do. Um, and this caller is responding to um, the episode where we uh, talked about the Atlanta shooter. Yes. And uh, and and she she adds to the conversation just a, a great way. So let, let's have a listen. So I just left a note thanking you for your progressiveness, and I just finished watching the listening to the 485th episode about the Atlanta, Atlanta shooter and how religion um, causes uh, uh, the sexual purism issues and um, the responsibility of females for males' um, sexuality and all that. Um, I just wanted to um, add to the train of thought that in many, many atheist groups, men seem to choose to remain within the idea of religion, that they're better than women or stronger or smarter, um, it's just to say, oh, look, I, we're rejecting religion except for this part where we're superior to you, um, which is more than problematic and feeds rape culture and feeds misogyny. And yes, even though we are moving away from religion in this country, until we reach a point where men have chosen to completely um, remove that particular article of religious bullshit, um, we're never really going to progress. Um, you can't keep a hold of your religious views that your penis makes you superior and still actually call yourself an atheist, I guess. Well, I guess you can call yourself an atheist. But you're also just a little bit of a jerk who is holding on to your, you know, atheism. I mean, your religion. Um, it's either science or it's religion. You got to pick a side. Thanks, guys, again for you know, you know, going to bat for all the peoples, all the atheists. Keep it cool. Peace. Bye, bye. Well, there you go. Yeah. I I gotta say I have seen. A disturbing streak of misogyny in the atheist world. Huh. I think most, I think a lot of atheists, uh, atheist men are really cool. Uh -huh. There's a lot of really good atheist men out there, but it is uh, kind of alarming how many atheist men don't self confront on that point. Mm. And uh, and I I'm going to encourage you all to uh, to to do some real hard deep looks inside and look for ways that maybe you're not being cool about uh about differences in gender that don't mean anything right so get on it enough with the uh enough with the the misogyny dickheads <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, listen, we uh, we listen. One of the ways that you can help us, if you wanna, if you wanna support this show, there's a couple ways that you can do it. Uh, the freest of them is to uh, is to go to iTunes or wherever you hear us, and give us five stars and write a review for the show. We sir, it we really appreciate it. You're counteracting some dickhead Christian who's out there giving us a one star and and writing something negative about us, even though they never listen to us. So this one is from Baki Lee, who says, who titled their review, Great Intro Song, which I can't disagree with. I think it's fantastic. Uh, and they say, Frank and Dan are great. Do you love Satan? 
<laughs> you reject the truth that you can the, the truth so that you can sin. Well, do I have a podcast for you? <laughs> These two help keep me up to date with the latest sad news and funny news. Uh, so yes, there you go. Thank you so much for the five star review. Uh, remember, five stars is the only stars that counts. Uh, so go ahead and do that. But if you want to further support us and have the means, there are other ways. Indeed. Uh, the best way to get started on this on this little journey of supporting us financially would be to go to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the support tab. And there's, yeah. there's a couple options there. But what the two people who we're going to mention here in just a second did uh, is they went over to Patreon, where we have an ongoing campaign. Um, and so, and then they signed up. One person signed up as a deacon. Um, and so, and that person is Robert. Thank Robert. you, Robert. And we also have a new priest this week. Wow. Nathan. So thanks oh. to Nathan. Fellas, um, you now have magic powers. Congratulations. <laughs> Super You now magic have powers. the ironic priesthood yeah. from... Frank and Dan, yeah, that's an exclusive. Yeah, and I was actually thinking about this today, Dan. I do love that we're you've you've mentioned that you love it whenever we uh, ordain a woman, yes. right, to our fake priesthood. Yes, um, or what am I talking about? To the priesthood. Um, in the temple, in the Mormon temple, it's just I just remembered it today. There's this whole thing about selling uh, priesthoods. Right, oh. and it's like Satan talking about it, if I remember right. <laughs> and I was just like, and then it's been a long time. Those of you out there who've been through the temple more recently than me, uh, you might remember a little bit better. But there was this whole thing, and I was just like, oh my god, I love period that we're selling priesthoods. Yeah, listen, if you you should get in on this action, get yourself <laughs> yeah. some Satan priesthood. It's so powerful. It's amazing. <laughs> and literally, we are imbuing you with every bit as much magic power as the Mormons themselves imbue on their people. On their 12-year-olds. So, so enjoy that. Uh, thank you guys <laughs> so much for your support. Go to thankautomatheist.com and, and, and support us. We really appreciate it. And as always, we need to thank our top donor, Dan. Oh, yeah. Our Lord and Savior, Austin. Austin. Hey, Dan. Yes, hello. Oh, hi there. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How have I'm so you... glad we made it back. How have from, you been? Uh, from, from that little musical bed. <laughs> well, Dan, I saw something getting uh, shared around uh, this weekend. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, this last weekend, really, I think is when I first saw it. Was it um, coronavirus? Because that's still going that around. That is getting shared around still. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, this little story uh it's a it's really a clip um of this retired priest saying that hell was invented by the catholic church to control people right oh and and it caught my he said eye the, he said the quiet part out loud <laughs> um and you know like it really wasn't a a story for us to bring up on 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 sort of the the first part of the show but as part of like this we're this bigger discussion that we have on the second half i thought it would be an interesting jumping off point 
um, because it, it got me thinking about sort of people's motivations, right? Mm. In in Christ, within Christianity, why are they good, right? Are they good because of fear? Are they good because of some reward, right? That they think they're going to yeah. get in heaven, right? Like it does feel like their motivations might be in the wrong, you know, coming from the wrong place. Uh, um, and, uh, and that it maybe could slightly explain, uh, Christianity's ability to kind of just create bad people. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and the kind of people Wait. you don't want to spend too much time around because their motivations are all wrong. Right. 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 Um, and, and to be clear, if you have a four minute voicemail message, that's all about Jesus that you make people sit through to leave you a message, you're a bad person. It makes you a bad person. It makes you, makes you somebody that other people don't want to spend time with or be around, right? And you're going to hell also. And you... <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, like, just... I, it, it's ironic to me that, th- that within the, the structure of Christianity, this is what people think makes you good, Right, yeah, and 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 on the flip side, you mean do, over, doing just obeying the rules, just obeying the rules, and 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 not working and not doing the work. And um, there are plenty of Christians, I'm sure, who do the kind of work that that we're going to talk about. Um, but w- what what I revel in, you know, uh-huh. now you know, in my life being free from from religion, all these twenty years or whatever it is now. Um, is is having the opportunity just to figure it out and to do work on myself, yeah. right? Yeah, and to 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 just try to be a good person, right? To try to do the right thing because it's the thing that makes it our society better, maybe, or makes me more pleasant to be around, or you know, a better yeah. coworker, or a. a better husband or whatever it is right right it's like i'm just doing it just and maybe it is a little bit selfish because it is good to be better because people like you more um <laughs> but that seems to be a pretty good motivator though and that seems to be a good motivation to just try to be better right yeah always trying to be better because why not why well also, we have a lot of social reasons to be better. I mean, yeah. the truth is that you, your, your idea of people like you more mm-hmm. is part of the, it's part of an evolutionary mandate. You know, we as a critter evolved to be social right. and that's not, that's a, a survival tactic. That's yeah. not just sort of. A, a random happenstance that's how we have to be because we're slow and we're mm. you know we're, we're not very good at a lot of a lot of the things that make other critters survive yeah when there's just one of us right but when there's a lot of us we do great so we have evolved to be social creatures and as such need to have social rules in place and those rules are are inset. They're part of us. Mm-hmm. At least the basics. You know, the Christians are so fucking proud of their thou shalt not kill <laughs> as though nobody else had figured that out before. <laughs> thou shalt not steal. Yeah, 
We know. Yeah. We got it. And that great. Everybody has known right. that. And then the rest of the list is kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> there might be bullsh- one or two it's... others that are like, oh, yeah, yeah. But it's a shit list that they follow. It's a, ter- it's a dumb, dumb list of rules. <laughs> but the point, I think the point that you're getting at about this hell business yeah. is that when your motivation, because here's the thing, and you get you hear this all the time. When a Christian meets an atheist, or when a mm. or when a Muslim meets an atheist, the question is, you know, they or or even better when they don't meet an atheist, but the, when they talk about atheists right. as though they know what's going on in our head, they say, "Oh, you know, nothing's keeping them from murdering. Right? Nothing's keeping them from stealing. Right. They have no moral center." And it's like. Dude, it's the opposite. Literally, our moral center is centered mm-hmm. in our humanity, which is where all morality comes from. It's our humanity and our connection with each other. And the more deeply we connect with each other, the more the stronger our moral center is. Right. And it's when you divorce your own morality from yourself and bring it in from an external source. Mm-hmm. That you get a little wonky. Yep. These people don't have morality. They have rules. Mm. And that's a totally different concept. Yeah. So if you're obeying the rules, you may be acting morally, but you may not have a moral center. So you don't actually know that, you know, the difference between understanding that my rules say that I'm not allowed to be a homosexual. Right. And the difference between that and actually acting in a moral way towards someone else who believes differently. Or what if someone else yeah. who may be homosexual, you still have a moral obligation to be kind, to be good, to be, you know, to care if somebody wants to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Like these are all moral obligations that Christians are easily letting go of because they don't have a moral center. They have rules. Right. Yeah. And and uh and big prizes in heaven. That right. Especially if they can convert somebody, <laughs> right? Which if which leads somebody to, to being a, a total like lousy person buying stuff just so they can talk to somebody about it's religion. It's a fucking game show. That's You're so right. Yeah. It's prizes. It's, and then yep. if you lose <laughs> 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 Sorry, you're going to be punished, not just like commensurate with your crimes, right. but just eternally, yeah. just forever punishment for the rest of eternity yeah. forever. Yeah. Which it's shocking that anybody's okay with that concept because when you look at eternity, like this little life is such a blip. Oh, I know. How could you possibly do anything in this tiny amount of time? To merit torture forever. Just forever. You can't. It's impossible. <laughs> That's just the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. It's just, uh, it's just, yeah. The concept of hell, give it any amount of examination. Yeah. Forget the fact that, like, the Bible doesn't actually have a concept of hell. Right. If you, if you know anything about, you know, Bible scholarship, you look at the you know the old the the Old Testament the Hebrew word that they use Sheol 
is like it's a, it's not hell it's the realm of the dead it's d totally different thing there is no biblical concept of hell hmm. for reals hmm. there's a few different places where like they talk about burning or they talk about the center of the earth or they talk about all these different things but there's no unified theory of hell <laughs> it was made up to control people it works great but it does give, but like, yeah, I mean, but you just get a bunch of automatons at that point. Yeah, I mean, you get it, a bunch of game show contestants. I think it works. I think it worked great. I think part of the fall off of religion is the fact that they haven't reformed these most basic ideas. It's not just their dicks to people, right? Right. It's that there's nothing really all that compelling in a modern context about the idea of heaven and hell. Not, not. It doesn't seem like it to me, right? Like, yeah. because as soon as you start to examine it with a more modern mind, you end up with shows like The Good Place, right? right? Which, you know, maybe you loved it, maybe you didn't like it, maybe you think it's a good show, maybe you don't. But it does a really nice little takedown of the concept of heaven and hell, right? Yeah. And uh, they're nonsensical at their core. Yeah. Both of those concepts, heaven and hell, you can't imagine a, a one of them that makes sense. Yeah. So if you, all you have to do is like pursue it, spend a little to time, any kind of logical yeah. conclusion, and it won't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it needs to be redesigned. That's that's yeah. the premise of the show. But anyway, um, I liked it, by the way. I, I liked I'm, it, I'm, too. I'm planting myself in the pro The Good Place I know. category. I, I thought that it was just a fun little show. I, we don't want to completely derail into it, but like, <laughs> I thought that, they're, that they also, if there were an afterlife, they come up with the right solution, right? <laughs> like Because you can't have eternity. You just can't. No. Eternity uh, doesn't work. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they come up with a, a fairly elegant solution to it, I thought. But anyway. There you go. All right. No spoilers <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I do recommend going out and watching it if you haven't. It's sure, a fun show. Sure. It's a goofy uh, show, too. So brace yourself for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, any show that can make me like Ted Danson again, mm. that's, that's amazing. There you go. Well mm. done, Ted. Mm. You're back. Uh, listen, if you guys uh, would like to explain to us a hell that makes sense in your brain or a heaven that makes sense in your brain, or if you'd just like to shit on Ted Danson, you can write to us, <laughs> podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And... If you'd like to join the, the TGIA members only lounge, go to thankgodimatheist.com uh, slash members only, and it will take you to where you need to go. Hey, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine music. And a big thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you friends for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye.